Hey everyone, welcome to Guilds of the North, your one-stop shop for Guild Ball news in the Great White North. As always, I'm your host, Paul Fanlio, here uh, this week, uh, for the first time in a long time, uh, with my buddy, B. Steve. Hi, Paul. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, we didn't record since the week before the uh, East Canadian Nationals, so, so over... That was like May, right? Yeah, it's almost two months since we uh, put something out on the airwaves. Well, then... Steamforge and us have a lot in common. <laughs> it's been that long since they did anything of importance. Um, well, it's, it's it's been a pretty slow uh, slow summer for Eagle Ball so far. Well, that they, uh, they did enter a phase of uh, better rules. So yeah, yeah, oh yeah, we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about some uh, free city draft shenanigans now. Yes, I say shenanigans because Gaffer's complete BS. Fun. Um, you mean fun, Paul? You kind of mixed the letters up, I think. Oh, is that is that what that was? Yeah, I I, no. I was having fun. I, yeah, no, actually, he's quite good. Uh, he he uh, he's different from. He really legitimizes the uh, morticians uh, takeout game. I think. Yeah, like he makes it very interesting. If you want to play a, a BD morticians, we'll get to that later. Uh, first, let's. Uh, why don't we talk a little about? Um, the, the East Canadian Nationals, because those were coming up last time we recorded. Yeah. And we haven't done anything since. Well, it, so let's, let's uh, recap that a little bit briefly. Uh, we managed to get 40 paid registration. Uh, so the winner, uh, did get his, uh, entry and hotel for SteamCon 2020, because there's, there won't be any SteamCon 2019, uh, right. at World, uh, and we're just hoping there's still a Steamforge in 2020. Yeah, well, should be. <laughs> they're probably going to release another Kickstarter soon, so they're going to float for another while. <laughs> we're so terrible. I'm terrible. You would never say stuff like that. I'm horrible. I'm sorry. Well, I just said it. So. Yeah. You're, you're, just, you're you're riding my coattails. Yeah, you're rubbing on me. I'm being a, yeah. That sounds dirty, but anyway. <laughs> you're rubbing off on me or something there, like that. There. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> that only sounds slightly better. <laughs> Instead but, of, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so without uh, that big of a surprise, uh, the East Canadian National was won by Alex Butt with uh, Vet Boar. So. Who, uh, for those who uh, don't know, um, is arguably, you know, the best Gilball player in North America. Yeah. At least one of the top, like, I don't know, let's, Let's be generous and say, like, top five. Yeah, for sure. Pro- probably more of the top two, but... Uh, so, and he managed to to pull it with uh, Ved Boar. Well, that's, there's a shock. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, though, uh, he, he's actually the only guy that's managed to win a major event with Ved Boar, I think. At least in North America. Yeah, exactly, because even though, like, Ved Boar's win rate is still... Insane. S- yeah, it's still skyrocketing. I mean, if I would check for the stats right now, probably it's still up in the 60% win rate. Okay, 62. we don't need to hear you weeping on the podcast. But... I don't want to hear your open sobs. That's on, okay. On mic. But usually they they perform really well. Like uh, we'll do 4-2 on a six-round event or like 3-1 or something like that. But rarely win. And he was able to make it uh, worthwhile for his trip from Chicago, I guess. 
That's good. Well, I, I think I, I think he told me when I spoke to him at Adepticon that uh, when he wasn't sure to come, that he he really liked Montreal and was uh, was hoping he'd be able to make it. So hopefully, win or lose, it was worth his trip. Yeah. Was a uh, the the event went really well. Uh, we we thought depending on the pair down, we could have ended on five rounds on one day, but uh, because of the way the pairing went and everything, we finish on six round on the Sunday. Uh, oh, so Sunday was only one round. Two rounds. We did four rounds on the Saturday. Oh, to make it easier. Yeah, because we knew that it was uh, for because if well, people had booked for two days anyway, right? Yeah. So. Exactly, but we didn't know, like, for sure that the fifth round would be the last. So we didn't want to stop after five and then just come back for one round, which would have been less meaningful. And, like, people don't like to get up just for one game and everything. So and instead, we... No, I think that was the right choice. We went for 4-2 and went really well. Um, on my part, uh, I played the uh, Hunters... I switched last minute because there were no hunters, so I won best hunter by default. Cunning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cunning. I finished 3-3, three, three, so that's not too bad. That's some... Uh, that's not bad at all. Yeah. 50%, that's... Uh, that's you know, it's 50, 50% better than the, than my last score, so... <laughs> at I, the tournament. I faced three farmer during the tournament out of six games, so... Uh, it was... Uh, was one of the Antoine? Antoine, uh, yeah, Metras, I face not, uh, Antoine Metras. Was uh, he playing Grange? Yeah, of course he was playing Grange. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only farmer player out there playing Grange. You know what? I really admire that. Yeah, he, um, he didn't he get plays. the memo. <laughs> no, no, it's not that. He, he plays what he likes. I know. And I think, and I think that's really cool. I wish more people did that. And the other two were uh, farmers. I had a game against uh, Marc Antoine Leclerc uh, with. Is uh, order, order of the, of yeah of the saltation, and uh-huh. I lost twelve two on the first activation on of the second turn. It was quite memorable. <laughs> it was bad. Wow. Yeah, I don't recall them being that good, Steve. It, it was eight two at the end of the first turn. So, and he won. Wait, don't get wrong. I think they're good. I just don't recall them being that good. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you take the ball of light away from them? I tried, but uh, it was too little, too late. Because mm. yeah, that's and that's uh, that's the kryptonite, right? Yeah, and Brisket was able to with her legendary to uh, get a a goal as well with a, a bit of help from the dice, but it was just like a bit below average for his odds, but he like. He wanted to try it, and it worked. So good for him, I guess. Well, sometimes you gotta take that long shot, right? Yeah, exactly. But her, uh, her legendary that can be used a lot. To, not as good, obviously, but very similar to how people use Yukai and his legendary, right? Yeah, with the fishers, the teleport, and the you know the place and ball, ball steal. So. Yeah, and the other movement after her legendary, it's a dodge, so it's pretty useful as well because uh, the other person can just get out of there. So, yep. so it was a really fun event, and hopefully, uh, there can be some uh, other big event in Montreal. 
Well, there's a war zone coming uh, second weekend of September. Oh, uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Do you have an info? Maybe we could share some info about that if you have. Well, it's uh, it's cap at 16 player for a four round tournament. And the uh, registration and everything, it's on Warzone Montreal. And it's going to be on the Saturday for the Gilball tournament. And all the info. 16 players, one day. Yeah. How many, how many rounds is that? Four rounds. That's not bad. I yeah. do four rounds. Yeah, even you can manage it. When like, is that? Uh, September 8th. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to make it to Nova this year. So that could be a, a good alternative. It's local. It's not, uh, doesn't involve a 10 hour drive to Washington. Oh, it's, uh, sem- uh s- September. It's September 7th this Saturday. So it's not the 8th. No, it's sun- Saturday. So, so you were lying to me. 7th of September. Sorry. You were trying to eliminate me before I even started, Steve. <laughs> and closer to that, there's a summer taco ball as well on August 3rd. Yeah, that's at the, uh, the Abyss, right? At the Abyss as well. So this is going to be a... Hold on, Warzone's at the Abyss? Did I miss that? The taco ball is at the abyss. The other one, the war zone, it's in uh, ice, some high school in uh, on the south shore in Longueuil. Right, because that's run by Zakeda, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, I was all confused for a second because because you, you said something like it's also at abyss, and I was like, no, 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 really? The other store is running no, no, an no. event at a, what? <laughs> August third okay. is the world. The world makes sense again. Excellent. August third, it's at the abyss. Okay. And I ordered, I like it when the world makes sense. Too. I ordered the new uh, tournament kick, which I have yet to receive. It's strange because usually, usually it takes one week from UK, and so should be by. It was I thought I would receive it last Wednesday. So did you confirm it shipped? Yeah, I got the confirmation for shipping, but obviously no tracking number. So mm-hmm. I'll have to. Last time I ordered something from them. Uh, directly, it took about two weeks. Oh, okay. I'll see Wednesday. So, because you know, things, things <laughs> exactly. So, I think that's kind of about about it about the news section, <laughs> or we can talk about the beta rule as well. This week we're in the third uh, third iteration of them. Yeah, the third and potentially worst, in my opinion. But so far, yeah. That's that's the same opinion I have. So I think the sweet spot was last week. It was pretty good. Uh, last week I think it might have been too general. But let's let's talk about them so people yeah. actually know what we're talking about. So what are the three beta rules right now that we're testing, Steve? Well, the first one is about not losing an activation when a player dies before. Well, play, dies nobody dies in Gilball except in the fluff, but is taken out. So instead of losing the activation, you kind of get a a pass token, and you instead of lo- having that last quote unquote activation with no activation, you decide where you want the opponent to have the double activation, the back to back activation. Yeah, and there's there's no longer a pass token, right? That was last week's version. Yeah, that was the first two week version. Um. Uh, 
so now the the player who is down in activation gets to pick when his opponent activates twice in a row. Is yeah. that uh, essentially the? Yeah, that that's. I think that's how it's it's done now. Okay, that's, that's not how what I thought, but uh, I, I must have misread it. I thought that hadn't really changed much since last week, but I guess I was wrong because that's a drastic departure from what we had previously. Well, last week, uh, last week the thing is you could uh, instead of using the pass token for. Oh, actually, sorry. Yes, the it's, activation. It's the way you said it. It's actually the same. Yeah. So you, you basically you pass your turn at any point during the round. Exactly. Um, which makes your opponent activate twice in a row. Sorry, the way the way you said it, I was thinking of something completely different. But the effect, effectively, it's the same. Except last week, you could forfeit that choice and have it last like now, but you gain a momentum in exchange yeah, for so, that. So basically, you you end up playing it the way it plays currently. But uh, you got a momentum in exchange for that pass token. Exactly. So at least you got some kind of reward for for missing an activation. Yeah, but having the choice to decide when the double activation is, the back-to-back from your opponent, is kind of neat, actually. At first, I didn't really see the point, but after playing... Oh, no, that's that's really good. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Because you can control... You know, if you see they're setting up for a goal run or whatever... Yeah, well, actually, I did it with, uh, he didn't have momentum, and I was able to uh, do lockdown on the player with Mule playing uh, Miners, and then walk away. So he was down on movement, knocked down, and like, he was forced to do a bad activation before activating that player to try to generate some momentum to get that player up. So it didn't really penalize me to have him back-to-back activation there. That's, yeah. You're not really giving up anything, right? Exactly. Not clever. And uh, the second one, they want to. Uh, I'll I'll do like the first one and say the essence of the rule instead of where the rule is for now. So they want to try to give scoring team a better chance at winning the momentum race versus beating team. Does it make sense? Yeah. So uh, it makes sense. I don't know if they're actually doing it, but it makes yeah. Sense. <laughs> so the the first time, the first week was you got one momentum if you miss the shot on goal. You got two momentum for a goal. Uh, no, you got three momentum for a goal. And, no, 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 no. And four for a screamer. Yeah, the first week was one, three, four, and the second week was one, two, three. And now this week it's only the the momentum for the missing goal. Are you sure it was one three four? I thought it was just. I yeah. thought it was just it returned. I I thought they basically went back to the first weeks this week. It was one for the missing goal. Yes, you got back your missing goal one. No, I don't. It was one three four for uh, four for the screamer, and then they changed it to one two three because it was easier to remember as well. And four for a screamer was pretty big. And now it's back to just one for missing the goal and the other, uh, the rest is the same as now. Well, four for a screamer would be insane. Yeah. One, two, three was pretty nice, actually. <coughs> Sorry. But just getting that momentum back when you miss the goal is pretty nice as well. Because sometimes, like, you'll bonus time and you'll use your last momentum to bonus time and Unfortunately, well, Gil Ball is a dice game, so dice will fail you from time to time. Uh, oh, believe me, I know. Yeah, exactly. So 
That's why getting back that momentum, at least your striker, who is relatively squishy most of the time, will have something to kind of defend himself or herself. So that that's pretty good. Uh, well, not pretty good, but it's pretty interesting. So. It's also pretty good. I would accept that. Yeah. And... I really preferred like one, two, three, but we'll see because so far they've been changing the rules every week. So I don't know if we have no end of knowing if this week it's going to change as well. Ho- only future will tell us. Yeah. And then they added a, a third rule this week, right? Yeah. But this, I think instead of saying a third rule with it, the H, you, you can just say a third rule. A third rule? Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, well, let's talk about it. Explain what the rule is. Start there. So, instead of when you go for, uh, you decide for initiative, instead of having the player that goes second having the momentum, it's the player who doesn't have possession of the ball who has the momentum. So, discuss. I don't know how I feel about that, to be honest. Um, like, in, in some hand, like, on one hand, it can basically do nothing. But on the other hand, it can be crazy powerful. Well, I think... It seems like a very swingy rule, right? Like, si- situationally swingy? Yeah, because the, in- I think the intent of the rule is to mitigate somebody who would pull the, put the ball on Dirge and move Dirge all the way back on near his line. So you wouldn't be able to reach the ball. Mm, yeah, I I I think you can relate to that, Paul. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, because you're a jerk. Yeah, uh, no, uh, I know I'm a jerk, and so that in that way it would kind of discourage that behavior. So, like, at least that's the hope, right? Yeah, that's the. I think. Well, from reading it and from understand from my understanding, that's the general well, idea behind the rule. But, well, that's the, certainly the intention of the rule. But yes. in theory, it's so bad because it just means the player who has a ball gets charged uh, by if he loses the initiative, doesn't have the momentum, gets charged or attack, and the person who has the ball can do sweet nothing. Just like, hey, roll dice, man. Have fun. And go and score. So that's yeah. that's really not good. Well, I mean, that's why we're testing stuff, right? Yeah, I know. And that that one, I think it's gonna get tweaked or yeah. reworked. I, I it, doubt that one will stay for the, yeah. the end. Yeah, and it didn't get a good reception in the community as well. That that one was far from uh, well received, if I say. Well, uh, it's a. I think it's poorly conceived. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think at some point also there, and, and I don't mean this in a derogatory way, I, I really think they're throwing stuff at the wall and just seeing what sticks. Yeah. Right? They're, they're like, well, this is beta test, so let's just come up with the craziest stuff we have, and maybe, you know, by accident, we'll find something that's really, really good. That's possible. But, uh, like, they... Uh, and s- stuff does stick because like when they did the uh, g- guild identity cards 
back at the end of season two, beginning of season three, something like that. Like some rules did stay from those cards. Yeah, for sure. So they were changed and not used as card, but like the evolution of those cards became the new Gildel plot mm-hmm. cards with the um, the plus minus for influence and the modifier for initiative. So uh, and yeah. also it varies our play uh, playtime as well during the summer, which is more relaxed. So it's not too bad. You know, it's you know it's important to keep the game fresh. And I, I think other game companies are seeing it too. Like, I, I think in general. Well, there's uh, the CID for War Machine as well. So, well, CID has stopped, right? Oh, okay. I didn't know. Sorry. Yeah, they they stopped doing it because it was. I think it was too much, too fast. Okay. And uh, people were complaining about it, and it was causing a lot of problems. And it's it's hard to. Again, I'm just talking about here, but it's hard to balance stuff when you're making changes nonstop every month, to, every yeah. couple months, and you're you're making some pretty big changes to stuff based off two weeks of playtesting, and it's you know you don't or two weeks of public playtesting, I should say, because you don't necessarily have control over the quality of the playtesters or anything. No, exactly. And oh, for this, uh, or even the quality of the reporting they're doing, more importantly. Yeah, the reporting is on. Through the pundit, so the pundit are involved in something. That seems weird. Well, it's just try to channel all the comments in one place, I guess. It's easier to follow than uh, reading everything on Gubs. It's a smaller. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, group. I realized, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, Steve. I said it was surprising because, uh, and again, I'm not trying to. You know, stir shit, but the pundit program um, was probably in recent history right, one of the worst um, volunteer programs we've seen, right? Yeah, well, it doesn't give you anything, right? And and they weren't necessarily super vetted either. I mean, there are people who are pundits who haven't played the game in a year, yeah, right? And they keep, you know, they're still there. Don't know what they do. Well, they did the. A cleanse a couple of a uh, year and a half or two ago. Yeah, yeah, and we lost some uh, some good pundits because they decided it wasn't worth the time. Uh, yeah, and uh, the dregs are still there. So, oh well. <laughs> Maybe I'm just bitter and old. Well, and don't get me wrong, I don't want to be a pundit uh, by by any means. Uh, uh, old, I barely I barely play. So, old, you're the same age as me, but bitter, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> I, I I don't even have a reason to be bitter, right? Pundits being around no. or not doesn't affect me at all. No, and it doesn't really change anything to I have the community. Access to, I have access to you, and I have access to Antoine. Yeah. So what the heck do I need a pundit for? <laughs> uh, and I mean, anybody can run tournament. It doesn't have to be a pundit to run tournament. Yeah, I wouldn't go so far as to say anybody can run a tournament. Well, I mean, yeah. re- realistically, yeah, sure, there's nothing stopping anyone from running a tournament, uh, except for people's skill, uh, aptitude, and time. Yeah. Uh. And devotion for the game. Well, that was time. Right? Yeah. Because if you're devoted, you make time. Uh, I, I am actually painting Guild Ball right now oof. while we're talking. Yeah, I know it's crazy. Well, I painted some Guild Ball after playing a, ge- a game with my uh, my girl this morning. 
So, sweet. yeah, that was really awesome. How old is your daughter again? Nine. Yeah, she's Eight. nine. Nine now. Yeah, nine and a half. And well, we we played like a, a year or so ago, and she was a bit. Oh, more. Uh, more was more. But she kind of still remembers the basis of the rules. She doesn't know our card or anything, but she kind of remember like the base of the rule. And of course, like I play it like softer than usual. I didn't go all out. Oh, really? You didn't park the ball in the far corner and be like, uh, "Come at me, bro." <laughs> no, I didn't do that. And I didn't like do uh, counter attack and defensive stance and stuff like that. I did some basic. Like bonus time with the momentum, and we didn't play with the cards as well, like the uh, the Gale Plant card but, as well. But, but you played on clock, right? No, I didn't play on clock what? as well. But Steve, that's your 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 greatest power is managing your opponent's clock for them. That's <laughs> and, what you're famous for. And also, hands. and also, yes, <laughs> uh, and also, like I guided her for her goal. She did a goal, but I helped her a bit, and also. Uh, for one of the takeout, I explained her how to do it a bit, like because it was a ring out. So, okay, okay. And I, it. T- take credit for her successes, Steve. Like every good father. <laughs> no, I, I help her. That's it, what I do. It it ended up in twelve uh, twelve six. So she was really proud that it was not twelve zeros, and and she enjoyed her time. Yeah, so but, she plays as well as I do. Excellent. Uh, I found a new opponent. <laughs> exactly. And because she like she she doesn't know all the rules, so she kind of forgot about the heroic on Friday because she said, "No, I want to score, but I'm I'm missing a couple of inches, and she's too far." I said, "Yeah, but look at the back of your card. You have a heroic play, and then you just need to generate momentum, and so like stuff like that." And and instead of having her like sprint and do an attack with Friday, I told her, "Well, you're you should charge because you'll have more dies, and you have an assist there as well." So, small things like that. Well, small things make a big difference in miniature games, right? Yeah, that's cool. That's you know, memory she'll have of you uh, forever now. So that's awesome. And after that, she saw my models were starting to be painted, and she said, "Yeah, that." Can you get the airbrush and prime my models? I want to paint them. Was, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Why not? So <laughs> she started to paint Friday. Good for her. Yeah. Actually, I saw, she, you know what? For a first time painter and a nine year old at that, Friday looked pretty good. She had some interesting color choices. There was some contrast on her. Yeah. I, a, I, a bit I of highlight. She's yeah, like, like, she's lacking in detail. But the thing is, uh, she took a brush and she said, I said, well, just be careful when you apply it. Take your time because, like, you have a tendency to like uh, go over outside outside the, the lines outside the line. I said, yeah, but that my brush is crap. So I said, okay, well, uh, I didn't see. She took an old um, rosemary, and I uh, I had that was mostly used for uh, scenery because it was really crap as it's used, and I keep those for. Yeah, for Before, the scrap brushes. Yeah, scrap brushes, and I didn't see she picked that. So I had um, Raphael uh, on the table. 8404? Yeah, something like that. And she uh, said, well, yeah, use that one. It should be okay. And that's when she got the result you saw in the uh, the chat. So the brush does make a difference. Especially, oh, absolutely. Especially in the uh, ends of a nine-year-old. 
And it was so much cleaner after. Uh, actually, watching how she painted, you sent a picture, right? Yeah. She's working on her. Um, your daughter has the strangest um, painting position I have ever seen. And I've taught kids before, right? I, I've yeah. probably taught, you know, over 100 kids. And uh, I've never seen anyone hold uh, a model that way. With the, uh, I understand why she does it. Well, that's uh, what Antoine said, like, for stability. But, like, her hands were... Uh, our arm were 90 crossed, degrees. and yep. she was like, wow. And her wrist was bent at 90 degrees. Exactly. It was, it was very uh, unergonomic, <laughs> shall we say. Yeah. But like Antoine said in the chat this afternoon, it's okay, she's young, she can do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I, I got a cramp uh, just looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> it was, wow. Okay, well, if it works, I mean... Yeah, yeah, when, yeah. And, when I, I and you don't want to try to correct her. Exactly. You don't want to try to correct her at that point because it'll discourage her because it'll be like you're picking on her even if you're yeah. just trying to help. But I've noticed like patient is not her greater strength for now. So uh, she's yeah, she's no. nine, right? So she she did a bit of uh, on Friday and then she said, well, I'll do the cat and then she did the, the ball as well. So I'll try to make her have more details on Friday tomorrow and a bit more detail like the, on the cat because she... Actually, she chose the Brewers because their mascot is a cat and we have two cats. So, why yes, is this? Yes, you do. Well, Susie has two cats. Oh, no, Steve. I believe they're yours. <laughs> no. um, uh, rules of common law and stuff. <laughs> it seems. You, you inherited two cats <laughs> along with the mortgage and everything else. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but speaking of gaming, we did have a game uh, last night with some shiny new toys. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um. So we should mention that this is recorded on Monday, but it's going to be released on Wednesday because yeah, of due to embargo. Uh, embargo and, uh, yeah. and we want to respect that embargo. Well, yeah, because we want to get more releases later on. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so we played a game. I, I got to play uh, Knuckles. Yeah, exactly. And you played Gaffer? Did I play Gaffer or I played the Careless, careless. Whisperer? You played the Careless Whisperer. <laughs> Don't know. No. I think you should replace that sound with the actual... Wave, I can find you the sound and you oh no no no, edit uh, I'll, I'll leave it no no I'll leave it in there with you and your your terrible saxophone, whatever that was. Uh, yeah, and I was doing it a couple of times, and at one point you said, "Okay, Steve, stop! I'm gonna pack my mini and leave." Uh, yes, yes. In fact, I believe that was said. Uh, there was a whole. Uh, you think, keep doing that, and I'm just gonna leave. I think this is worse than me singing "Fro," uh, "Let It Go" in French. Um, well, at least I, yeah, okay, maybe. Because it's la it was less, it was only once per game, but this is once per turn. <laughs> and at some time, I did the sax song as well when I was attacking somebody who had the whisper token, so. Yeah. Um. <laughs> was you know, this is probably a bad sign. I'm, a, I'm priming some models by hand. Why? And my because uh, I'm recording, and uh, my oh. name is not Yom, so I don't use the airbrush. Oh, um, okay. 
Actually, he says he never did that. I know, I'm but sure uh, yeah, I, I know it happened for sure. And at one point, I'm going to re-listen to all our backlog episodes just to find and pin. Well, that would be kind of... Well, actually, I guess you can skip all the News of the North stuff. Because, uh, you know, Guilds of the North... There's a few, only a few episodes, yeah. like 15 or something. Geeks of the North, um, we're in the 70s now. and uh, But News of the North wa- was the crazy long... Yeah, because um, it was for two years every uh, week. So yeah, yeah. So uh, back to the player. Yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> We kind of d- digress. And do you, do you want to talk about Knuckles or I talk about Gaffer? Well, I actually, why don't, why don't you talk? I've been talking a lot in, so far. So well, you're getting the the most out of your liquid English. I think is the uh, here. Let me clean my brush. Well, I let the first coat of uh, primer dry on the... That was really little... good, by the way. It was a stout. Uh, yeah, mine mine was good, too. It, it... So I, we, we had a joke, I because oh. uh, Steve gave me a, a cider, and that's what I usually drink. But the cider I drank uh, smelt kind of like it would be a dry cider. Tasted like it was kind of... It wasn't really sweet, but it wasn't dry. It had the most neutral taste I've ever had. So it's a very safe cider, so I'd call it. You don't know what your your friends drink. You get that. It won't be too sweet for the people who like dry cider. It won't be too dry for people who like sweet cider. <laughs> it's all good, and and maybe that's what they were going for, right? Yeah. The, the every every man cider. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. So I played Knuckles. Now, uh, I'll say straight up, Knuckles is really designed for a Corsair list. I have very little interest in playing a Corsair list, so I played him with Yukai which is less than ideal. Um, and so my opinion may be colored a bit. Um, so let's just uh, we'll go through his playbook. Uh, I'm not going to go through it all, but a couple of interesting points. Um, well, first off, his stats, he's a 5-7, so he's fairly slow. Uh, he's got 6 tack, he's got a 3-6 kick, and he's a 3-1 model uh, with 2-4 influence. And standard 2-inch melee for fish. And standard fish 2-inch melee, because he's swinging an anchor around. <laughs> That's really cool, uh, though. His playbook... Momentous push on one. His tackles on two non-momentous. What makes him really interesting is he has an ability uh, on the third column, Momentous Guild Ball, which is heavy tackle. And its target enemy model loses possession of the ball to this model and suffers the knockdown condition. Um, That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it is amazing because it gets around close control. <laughs> and uh, looking at this, Steve, I think I may have done something wrong. Can you use that on a model that doesn't have the ball? I think you can. Because uh, it's and, yeah. So uh, you 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 can use it. I think you can use it on a model that's not in possession of the ball. So that's just a a knockdown on three at that point. <laughs> I guess momentous knockdown on three. Down. Yeah, probably. Mm. Which means the the knockdown that's on four is, I guess, good for parting blows and stuff, right? Yeah, you can't exactly. Proc, you can't proc guild ball plays on parting blows. Perfect. Uh, you, also, it's you knew your super, rules. Well, some <laughs> occasionally. Uh, what's also cool is he has not only a, a one and two on columns one and two for damage. He has a three on column five and a four on column six. And it's the first fish with a four damage. Yeah. Native. Now, what's what's important to note is he's got six tack, so no other fish player aside from the captains have six tack. Yeah. And What's even more important to note is that if he's, uh, if you look at the other side of his card, 
He's got a new ability uh, called Backfield Presence. So when he's attacking a model that is in possession of the ball, he gains an additional two tack. So on a charge, you're looking at 12 tack into a guy with the ball. That's pretty nasty. Uh, yeah. And you can, you can, you know, almost guarantee wraps oh, yeah. <laughs> at that point. Um, or you can come close to wraps on most models, which is pretty, pretty cool. And at three columns, you can, you can guarantee the, uh, the guild ball play, I think, at that yeah, point. Yeah, but if you wrap, depending on the model, you can soften them by doing a non-momentous four and a momentous push should they decide to counter and dodge away. So you bring in the model back closer to you. Yeah. And then if and, it stays and you there... you bring the models closer to you. Exactly. And then you can just pound it back with the rest of your influence and still get the plus two tack because they still have the ball. Yeah. And the other thing is the reason you want to bring things back into your line with him is then you'll get some uh, some crowd outs, right? Additional crowding out. Yeah, so his next ability, close ranks, when this model causes an enemy model to suffer the crowding out penalty, the enemy model suffers an additional minus one dice pool. E- so if you're crowding out someone that has the ball, um, you know, they're gonna be at minus two to to kick, minus two to everything, right? It's just brutal. That's pretty bad. The lightning reflects. Oh, because I didn't dodge, right? Well, you did, but I, I also had forgotten stuff, right? Oh, like, yeah, because there was a couple of times with scalpel, I did some damage dodge, but it wasn't really relevant for you to dodge towards me. Out, out there, yeah, no, exactly. Uh, and later on in the game, when it might have been relevant, I completely forgot about the rule. There's another rule I completely forgot about. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So he's actually. Let's go back. He's got to. Yeah, like I said, he's got lightning reflexes like um, Skull. 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 And the rats. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, very, very good. And then, yeah, last but not least, he has resilience. <sighs> Which, there was a couple times where Steve grabbed his eight bajillion dice and he rolled into him and he's like, oh, I got like seven successes. And I'm like, yeah, actually, uh, resilience props. That was the first time. I was so pissed. Yeah. I charged with gas and I completely forgot about the resilience. And then later on, like the turn after I thought, uh, I no, reminded this was the last turn at this point. I was at a clock. I was trying to make my goal run. Yeah. It you was were trying to stop me. And I was so like tunnel vision into stopping you. I completely forgot about resilience again in the same game. Yeah. That was uh, bad. In the end, it didn't matter because no. I didn't get my runoff. It was just too far. Um, but still forgot about resilience twice. Yeah. Because and that made that made it all worthwhile to be honest. <laughs> because it's not really usual for uh, fish to have resilience. I mean, we used to it in brewers, but fish um not really. Yeah. And like and of course our lineup, especially with Kraken and stuff. You know, Kraken gravity wells people into him and this guy standing next to him for the extra crowding out, it's like what are you going to do? That's, what are you going to do? You're going to get murdered. That's going to be a nice pounding. And you're going to get to use coup de grace a couple of times. <laughs> Every turn, actually. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, I'm wondering, backfield presence, how does it affect... Does it interact with the ball of light for Sultisians? Yeah, because... It says it's in possession a, of the ball. Yeah. But, but the ball of light is... It's not the ball, though, right? It's a ball. 
Yeah, but it's uh, you're in possession of a ball. It's, but it's, Knuckles' card says possession well, of the ball, yeah, not but, a ball. But so the, I don't know if it interacts with ball. But it's the ball of light, so it's... Yep, it's still ball. The ball of light is not the ball. Hmm. Yeah. I think we're going to have to have some right on that. But anyway, it could be funny if it interacts with ball of light. Oh, it's going to be someone. so bad against... <laughs> Murderize someone for fun. Yeah, it's going to be bad for them. At least you can, like, travel the ball of light all over the place, so it's really static. But yeah, you don't want that. That sounds fun. But the way, the game went not too bad on your part. I mean, you were no. Eight. I I had a I had a strange lineup because I yeah I lost count of how many models I drafted because I wasn't really paying close enough attention, and then I I kind of painted myself into a corner. I offered so, you to flush yeah, the yeah, angel and take I, another one. Yeah, I was going for the angel fathom combo, then realized I was actually out of models to pick. <laughs> yeah, it's good good job, Paul. Um, so I had. Uh, Yukai is my captain. And Tentacles is my mascot, of course. And then I had Vetsakana, Knuckles, Angel. Who am I missing here? Uh, Vet Siren. Vet Siren, yeah. I think you were traumatized about me killing the ball that you had all the shenanigans to get to the ball. Well, I was playing into Morticians, right? So uh. killing the ball is a viable tactic, and I wouldn't have held it against you for doing So the game we played before nationals um, where you basically abused me, it was my own fault. I should have taken a more versatile team and I was just playing like I was in season two and grabbed a, a typical shark lineup and then got murderized because you hid the ball from me and there was really not much I could do. Um, and that is a perfectly viable tactic and nothing to be ashamed of. And uh, yeah, stuff. So. But that time I couldn't do that. Well, yeah, that that was the whole point, right? I, I took it. You mean you said you wouldn't do it because I think you were still <laughs> feeling that guy resented you for the last time, um, which I did. But that, you know, I realized that that's you know my on me, not on you. You didn't do anything wrong. Um, so uh, I decided, you know, I'm going to play smarter this time, and so I did. Yeah, you were eight two by the end of the second turn. Yeah, the problem is that I'd had to use Yukai's legendary to get there. Yeah. And then a lot of my guys were far up the field and people were starting to die. And I, I, I had no way to really gain control of the ball again. Uh, people were dying. People were far away. You, you were more, uh, sparse all across the, yeah. the pitch. And I, so and it I had was a harder. People, I had a couple of people very far up the pitch. Yeah. You had, because the... I wanted someone to pass two and you were covering them pretty well, right? You had a scalpel on uh, Vet Siren. Um, yeah, because I really wanted to prevent the snapshot. Yeah, for sure. Because uh, it was kind of easy, especially since you know how to play. Yes. Because <laughs> no, because if I knew how to play, you wouldn't have been at eight two. <laughs> and um, but yeah, the the thing is, uh, in retrospect, we talk about it after the game. You put uh, uh, Vet Sakana was too far in my line, so it kind of prevented you with a long-range kick because he's 3-8. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, I, I, I'd used him with uh, with Yukai's legendary to teleport him up to kick. Yeah. And we only played one turn after that, so I didn't really have a whole heck of a lot of opportunity to bring him back. Because uh, that kick was on turn two, and I think we only played three turns, didn't we? Uh, four, I think. Did four? we get to four? I think so. Maybe. I'm not sure. I'm not really sure either. 
In any case, I, I could have, I, I should have moved him a bit further back. I think at one point you had him covered with Vet Graves. I would have taken a, probably a knockdown on the parting blow or something. Still would have been a little bit closer. Yeah. Anyway. Though a knockdown model doesn't help much for anything. <laughs> and on my part, I was testing Gaffer. Yeah. How'd that so, go? Well, uh, first of all, I have to admit, I oh, was... Son of a... Sorry, what? What? Hmm? What? All I right. didn't say that. Okay. Uh, I was part of the lane uh, for mortician campaigning group, and so I was kind of disappointed when Gaffer ended up in uh, mortician because I really wanted another striker into uh, mortician. So he's a coach uh, for his uh, player type. Well, so- let's let's be honest. You were concerned about him being a coach because our previous example of a coach is kind of poopy. Yeah, it was Morn, and before that, it was... Uh, well, Morn didn't exist yet, so... Yeah, it was Vet Honor at that time, and then they did Morn, and... Well, Morn is not that good as well, let, let's be honest. And so I was afraid. I was petrified. Don't, don't go there. <laughs> I see what you're doing. Don't I, you go I, there. I know, huh? So, Gaffer is a one-inch melee coach, and he's... Fairly slow, but okay for a mortician. So 5-7, tack 5, 2-6 kick, def 3-1, and influence 2-3. Uh, his playbook is pretty rubbish because he has, well, he has a push on one, a tackle, momentous tackle on two, so that's not that bad. Uh, his guild ball plays on four, which is hard to reach, and he has a momentous three on five. Which is attainable uh, under some, uh, with help, with crowding out, and maybe help from a careless whisper, which is his character play. No, no, stop. No, no careless whispers. So, careless whisper is a new type of token, I guess, because it's a persistent token. So, when a friendly model attack somebody who has a uh, whisper token, you get plus two tech. And so it's like a singled out. But a permanent singled out. Well, only permanent until that model dies. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not truly permanent because that would be broken. And then, This is only mostly broken. And because it's not singled out, it could be stacked. Used, yeah, stacked with singled out as well. And so it's uh, once per turn and it's arranged... Uh, it's a range four, and you can art cast it for two, or get it on the playbook for uh, from the fourth column, which is momentous as well. Do you have singled out in your uh... um, Pelage has singled out and Dirge has oh, singled yes. out? Yes, yeah, I forgot about Pelage and Dirge. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about Pelage. Yeah. You're gonna see a lot of that singled out uh, Careless Whisper, I think. Yeah. But, That's gonna be mean. Thank God you didn't play that. I would have like flipped the table and jumped and killed you. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's not nice. Well, we certainly wouldn't be recording tonight. <laughs> that would have put a damper on our friendship, probably. <laughs> and the other ability he has is Red Fury, and it's just awesome. Yeah, so it's like having Veteran Rage on the Mortician's team. Yeah, well, except without the without the personal damage output. So yeah, so who would have figured that having gas doing six attack in a turn would be good? Mm, pretty awesome. So 
Well, that's mostly what I've used him for. I put a couple of Whisper token and then just use gas to attack, attack, attack. And that's, uh, uh-huh. most of the time it was my first activation. And that's how I uh, I was able to do a takeout that's you, on... That's you, all you needed to do. Yeah, I did a takeout on Yukai and uh, Knuckles. Because Knuckle had the uh, Whisper token and a 3-1 was yeah. kind of easy. Well, you got three... Unmaskings in a row, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, what the heck do I do against that? Aside from die horribly. So that was pretty much uh, awesome. And he also has character trait. So he has the knowledge, which I completely forgot during the entire game. So oh, I was going to say, I don't remember what that does. Yeah, once per turn, lose. I can choose a friendly model within six inches, and that model has plus zero, plus two kick for the remainder of the turn. But against you, it was not a good idea to score because you were a two so fast in the game that if I had score, I would have lost right after because with the kickback. And he also has a legendary, which is called Andy Listeners Such As You Are. And you remove all, any whisper token from yeah, any, any number. So you don't remove them all. You just remove any number of them. Yeah. You remove a whisper token and place them anywhere on any other model on the pitch. So, like, if some model is pretty close to dying, you can do the legendary and then bring the fun back to other players, which I forgot to do, which... That's bullpucky. It could have been useful. Absolutely, it could have been useful. Yeah. When you you were going to take out Yukai and... And And Knuckles. Knuckles at the same time, you could have moved the tokens around. Yeah, but uh, I, well, I you only had one. You only had one in knuckles, I think. Yeah, but and uh, I killed them in. Oh no, I killed them in Gaffer's activation. Because mm-hmm, you killed them with uh, Red Fury. Yeah, right. So I could have done before my last attack. I could have done the. Uh, but then again, would have had, would have had been able to get the unmasking without those two dice. Mm, probably not. So. I don't know. I was already knocked out and stuff. That no, he was not. He was standing up. Oh, okay. And I had minus one dice for Yukai. And only one assist from the... You burn. only had minus one die on Yukai. I had... Uh, for the first... Because no, you for... dodged or something. You moved him somehow. No, I, no, not for when after the when the second turn of uh, triple uh, unmasking. I move him the first time. I move him... Near because I thought I could get the uh, vet uh, Sakana as well, but vet Sakana was too far when I tried to get the uh, vet uh, knuckles and vet Sakana. And then Yukai came in between Gast and knuckles because you needed to get close to vet Sakana to fish to legendary M to go score. Yeah, was kind of a noble sacrifice from Yukai. But and my lineup was uh, scalpel, dirge, vet graves, uh, gaffer, ghast, and who was the last one? Oh, cassette, cassette, cassette. Because uh, I thought with the whisper token, and also she can charge for free, get some two influence I could put elsewhere because scalpel is hungry and gas is hungry in that lineup. And Gaffer is hungry on influence, so having two influence to basically reallocate to somebody else was pretty useful. Yeah, because I that thought like a, like of using. Yeah, at first I wanted to use Bellage instead of uh, 
of cassette, but you had too too few male models, like only Knuckles and uh, Sakana. Sakana. So I I figured her plus one damage would be less relevant, and because and Yukai is gender neutral as well, so I couldn't do damage bonus damage uh, on them as well. So. And you have lots of Def 5 models, so she, with only her Tech 5, she would have just like scratched the surface a bit. So that's why I chose Cassette to free charge and try to wreck some face. So I think Gaffer brings a lot to the uh, beating Mortician team. Yeah, that's an understatement. And with Scalpel moving people around still, so it was pretty nice. I think I'm going to use Mortician for a while again. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to try playing a more beady fish team with Knuckles and see uh, see what he does there. I mean, I, I thought he was good even in my ball playing team. His kick's not great, but his ball recovery is excellent, right? So Yeah, his stretch... That's kind of a goaltender. I, I thought he did a great job. And you forgot about the... Um, uh, the dodge, the yeah, the crowd out and the dodge the as dodge. well. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, and then, uh, so I, I lost the game uh, in turn four. Okay. I ran out of gas. I had I didn't want to really score the, the, the one goal to... I needed, and I, I clocked. And uh, then... Um, I, I got two point off clock, and I was able to score the goal. But it would have ended anyway. I mean, I... I, I, I uh, conceded. I had like 25 seconds left on the clock, and it was 10 to 8 for you at that point. Yeah. And there was, or 11 to 8 actually at the end of my activation, and there was really nothing I could do. So. Yeah. But, uh, I, at least you made me work for my win. It was a good game. It yeah. was enjoyable. Uh, I, I, it's hard being on the back burner like that. A2 is rough to come back from because especially with your fish because the gold thread is so big and I, I feel I have to be extra careful. So Well, that's kind of the point, right? Yeah. And I think that that's a wrap for us for now. There, yeah. There's two... Actually, I've, I've checked it. This one is supposed to be uh, released on Thursday, the 25th. So by then, uh, there's going to be other player uh, around. It's going to be Lane for the uh, Butchers and Edge for the Hunters. And I wish I can try Edge uh, sometime soon as well. So hopefully, well, maybe, uh, I'm going on vacation. Maybe when I come back next week, we can uh, we can try them out. Uh, pre-orders for the miniatures is Friday, right? Yeah, it's going to be this Friday. So tomorrow, if the podcast is released on today, Thursday. The 25th. Uh, yes. Otwan will program everything you, you, out. You're time traveling on me, and I was lost for a second, but yes. So when the podcast releases on Thursday, the sales will go up the next day. You mean today? Yes, today. Hello, but, kitty. Uh, yes, stupid cat. Needs, atten- uh, needs attention, I guess. It must be female. No, I'm just... <laughs> well, actually, it is. <laughs> 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 All right, Steve. Uh, it's been fun. It's yeah. uh, been months, so we'll have to do this uh, soon. Well, soon, because we have uh, new players to talk about, and who knows, maybe a new iteration of the better rules. Hopefully. So, hope uh, you're enjoying your vacation so far, because we're Thursday, 
and you're on vacation. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. Hopefully, my vacation so far has been good. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. And I'll talk to you later, Paul. All right. Later, Steve. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to Geeks of the North. If you want to contact us, you can email us at geeksofthenorth at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geeksofthenorth, or follow us on Twitter at geeksofthenorth. You can follow me, Paul, at PRFilio, Antoine at Eltonio Berg, Steve at B underscore Steve, and if you really feel the need, I guess you can follow Yom. He's at Yomasta. Breaks and outro music by Ladrav. You can listen to them at ladrav.bandcamp.com. See you next time, geeks. Thank you for checking out United Geeks Network Family Member. If you enjoyed it and are looking for other online media with a geek culture slant, head over to unitedgeeksnetwork.com where you will find Who, What, Why, a game design podcast. A podcast that talks about the ins and outs of game design with game designers. The United Geeks Network. You can broadcast your geekiness at unitedgeeksnetwork.com.